It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. My guest today is a Tony-nominated artist, a multi-platinum singer-songwriter who has written over 250 songs, seven of which were multiple platinum hits for Barbara Streisand recordings. She penned and performed the theme song, for the popular TV show The Nanny. She's also starred on the silver screen in the Robert De Niro film The Good Shepherd. And among her multiple recordings as a leader, she has albums to her credit that pay tribute to Sarah Vaughan, Peggy Lee, and of course Ella Fitzgerald. And she was recently inducted into the Women Songwriters Hall of Fame. So who is this Wonder Woman of Song? Her name is Anne Hampton Calloway. This Chicago native comes from a musical family. Her sister, and sometimes musical partner, is the Tony-nominated and Emmy-winning Liz Calloway. But it was her mother and father, John Calloway, who played significant roles in her destiny. Well, I think I grew up with two parents, their genetic you know, material, as well as their inspiration and, and the wisdom that they passed on. I'm not the love child of Lionel Hampton and Cap Calloway. But my dad, who was a, a brilliant interviewer and, and journalist, but he gave me a sense of so many things, uh, the importance of expressing yourself well as a writer and the use, the importance of language. Uh, and my mother, Shirley Calloway, uh, was an amazing singer, pianist, voice teacher. And when I was a little girl, I looked at her and, you know, playing the piano and singing, and I thought, I want to do that someday. It should also be noted that she learned scat singing from her father. Well, my mother really wasn't into jazz. She liked standards. Um, but my dad, when he was getting started uh, at WBBM Radio in Chicago, there was this great bar uh, that he used to go to and it had the, the best, uh, Figaro's was the name, I think it's still there, and they had the best jukebox, and that's where he discovered Ella. I mean, I think he grew up hearing them on the radio, but then he really got deep into love and bought all their records, brought them home, and so my dad would be, you know, working on copy for CBS, and and he'd, you know, have Ella on in the background and scat with him. So when I was three years old, I started scat singing. In this episode, we not only learn more about this noteworthy artist, but we will also explore her latest album on the Shinaki record label called Finding Beauty Originals, Volume 1, which she describes as her most personal record and the musical journey that got her here to this first recording of all original material. It was a joy to make, I have to say. It was three years in the making and 40 years in the dreaming. So it's finally out in the world. This album features an all-star lineup of duets, with legendary singers Melissa Manchester, Kurt Elling, Tierney Sutton, her sister Liz Calloway, and others. Here now is our conversation. Before we jump into the album, uh, I do want to ask you about the path that you've taken professionally. How did you get involved in so many different things, everything from theater to television to film and many other pursuits when you I presume started out uh, with the goal possibly in mind of being a uh, singer, or was that in connection with performance and theater? I was an acting major in college. 
I, I like to tell people I served two years at University of Illinois as an acting major, and I felt I had gotten really good training as a singer, and I could, you know, add training in college as a singer. But I wanted to be a good actress to be a good, a good singer. And I believe that music finds its home in many different forms. And if you want to reach people on a on a bigger level, for instance, Peggy Lee and Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan, people who I have, have celebrated in my legacy series, it wasn't until they went on television or they went and were, were seen in movies that they became nationally known. And so when somebody calls you up and says, you know, Robert De Niro wants you to be in his movie, sing it in his movie, and then decides to put you in the movie, it's, it's a wonderful gift to me in the, in the sense that I get to share my music with many, many more people than in jazz clubs and in symphony concert halls where I perform. When you're as creative a person as I am, I, it's, it's hard, it's almost as if a conversation on something that, you, that matters to you starts in one form, goes off to another form, and then dovetails into a new form, and it continues in many art forms. You know, I also write poetry, and in um, 20 and 21, I wrote a poem every single day and published it, and some of those poems became songs. Mm -hmm. And so I have a very open-minded sense of what is the best way to honor this idea. What it's, and then, of course, so many opportunities happen from people you meet and connections that you feel together. And somebody sees something in me that I might not even see in me, and then suddenly before you know it, you know, I, I get to do something. I wanted to be on Broadway when I moved uh, to New York City on the Amtrak train from Chicago. Hmm. But when I arrived in New York, uh, I was tall. I was I seemed sophisticated and mature. I didn't seem like a, an ingenue at all. They didn't know what to do with me. And so, as I like to say, they were looking for an Anne Hampton Calloway type for a Broadway musical review called Swing. Mm. And f finally, after six months of looking for for someone like me, they thought, oh, we may maybe we should actually meet with Anne Hampton Calloway. And that is how I like to say uh, I became an overnight sensation in 21 years. So, so a lot of my dreams in my life have come extremely late in coming true. 10 years, 20 years, and this album of mine, my new album, 40 years. And but overall, the path is just full of all kinds of beautiful adventures that, that mean a lot to me. And some of the dreams haven't come true. I, I did a, produced a, a TV series, did two pilots called um, Singer Spotlight. And I wanted to celebrate America's great singers of many types of music and, and also celebrate the new people in their genre. And it was just the wrong time to try to do that on PBS because... HDM TV was just getting started. It was too expensive. Mm -hmm. So we've tried it on radio, and that's still something I want to do. But, you know, it's all about music. It's all about expressing love and sharing the human experience in whatever art form seems to be the most appropriate. I, I didn't know if there was some sort of sibling rivalry between you and your sister Liz because she's also an actress and certainly a singer. And I was wondering if... It, if maybe you sort of pushed each other. You would think that that would be the case. There, I know in the early years we were, I was a little disappointed that I couldn't be doing theater too. Liz got onto Broadway very young. She, her first Broadway show 
uh, was uh, merrily we roll along, and and we had just arrived in New York like a year before that, and and I was so proud of her, but I, a little part of my heart was like, oh, I hope I get to do that too, and. Um, there have been moments when, you know, one sister is in the limelight a little bit more than the other. But I have to say that my sister and I are that rarity in show business where we truly want the best for each other. We love performing together. We love each other. We admire each other. What I think the rivalry is more about wanting to be our best. Mm -hmm. You know, when I see Liz shine, I, I want to be my best. And she sees me shine. She wants to be her best. And then when we get together, we just shine in a new way and it's 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 great to have that so many other famous siblings uh one sister is much more successful much more known whatever but we're lucky in that we're so different and we probably had most of our rivalry out of our system by, by from our childhoods mm -hmm. you know we're, we're really a team we, we love each other and we fight for each other well and of course you included her on your new release uh, finding beauty and it's a beautiful song called Wherever You Are. song I couldn't go to the funeral of a dear friend of mine who have died of AIDS hmm. and I put the tape recorder down by the piano and I sang to him I sang all the things I wanted to say to him and um, and it became a, a very popular song uh, in gay choruses across the country I recorded it with uh, two choruses so I I thought I've never been able to put this song on an album because do you really want a song about death on an album but this is a very important song to me, and since Liz and I lost our parents and we miss them so much, I thought it would be really beautiful for us to honor them. Uh, and so the thing about when you share new songs with people is that people hear, they hear something and then they immediately assume it's about something. Like a, mm -hmm. one of the critics thought that my song Perfect was about having a perfect relationship, and they didn't really hear the lyrics at the end that say that the relationship is over. And they didn't get to read the liner notes. So when people listen to my record, I highly recommend them finding the, the liner notes. And, and they're on my, my uh, website, annhamptoncalloway.com. And you can hear all the song stories. And, you know, what people don't know about me is that when I'm singing for my audiences, my audience includes 
the other realm. And I, I feel them and I see them as had amazing experiences through the years. Uh, and I always say that music is the bridge between heaven and earth. And if you want to stay connected to your loved one, music is a beautiful way to do that. Absolutely. So Finding Beauty Originals, Volume 1, and he asks sarcastically, mm-hmm. what does that mean, Anne? Is well, there more to come? Like <laughs> There's going to be a volume two. It won't be called Finding Beauty. It will be a different thing, but it will be Originals Volume Two. And um, we have a, you know, we wanted to wait a little while for this record to unfold into the world. And uh, it's been beautifully received, and people are, are sharing the joy of discovering all these songs. And, um, I wanted to learn from it, you know, see see what, you know, worked the best and are, are there any things that we would tweak a little bit. And I think we're going to get started, you know, probably in the new year and, uh, you know, get started on volume two. This took three years. It was the pandemic was taking place and it originally started with singles. And I'm so happy that you know, we were able to have a lengthy album because some great opportunities happened right you know, in the middle of this year, and we were able, I was able to write a song with Melissa Manchester and record it with her. Smiling through our river of tears As we start all over again Take your time, tell your story I want to know everything you see And if you get weary reliving those memories Isn't it good we got each other With worries on the rise New eyes You're standing here with me We were too blind to see We were dreaming to start And include the song that I wrote with Oscar winner, uh, my hero, Alan Bergman. And um, it was just an amazing experience, and I look forward to to doing more of that. Thanks to my very generous benefactor who believes in me and my songwriting and really wanted this dream to come true for me. And you had mentioned pandemic and three years in the making, but the the pandemic was kind of that seminal moment for you to say, hey, you know what? Life is short. Uh, Maybe it's time to do this. Yeah, I, I believe in bucket lists, and I looked at my bucket list, and this project was at the top of it, and I thought, well, you know, I'm going to put it out there. And, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't begin a dream until you talk about it and plant seeds, and fortunately, my friend Deborah Martini, who I had gotten to know from writing songs during the pandemic and doing commission songs for people, and we started a, a really lovely friendship, and she really was excited about my writing and my poetry writing. 
And so I was so just thrilled beyond belief that she wanted to underwrite the project and then underwrite the second project. And so I feel eternally grateful to someone of this tremendous generosity to to do this because I became known through my career as a, as a singer of the great American songbook and the great jazz classics and then, you know, throwing in my songs. But it's ironic that my greatest financial success has been through my songwriting, writing the theme to the nanny. And uh, mm-hmm. as my accountant still calls that my finest work to date. <laughs> and then writing songs for Barbara Streisand, which have been included on seven of her CDs. And so, you know, when reaching millions and millions of people through these two uh, projects has been a, a very helpful thing in my life as as an artist and as a just a person living life. And so I'm, I'm really thrilled that people are going to get to know me as a human being more by seeing what I write about, what I feel, seeing the world from my eyes, and everything that comes out of me is totally me. All of these are your originals. Uh, was it both composition and lyrics, or were there other collaborations? I, have, uh, I write many songs alone, but in the CD I included songs with Alan Bergman, who wrote The Way We Were, and all the, so many hundreds of classics with his wife, uh, Marilyn. Marilyn. And uh, I got to write with Amanda McBroom, who wrote The Rose. I got, got to write with Melissa Manchester after we did a 70s show together in L.A. and just, you know, bonding like nobody's business. Uh, I got to write with Michelle Browerman. And I also set a beautiful poem by Robert Frost uh, called Revelation. Uh, I got to be with him, uh, write with him. And then my friend Dan Levine and I had written a song uh, called Still and Away, for those couples that, you know, need a little refreshment of, you know, rekindling their romance. And it's, um, it's doing really, really well on smooth jazz. I, I've never had a song on smooth jazz before. And one reviewer said he wants me to do a whole record like this. Who knows? But yeah, I, uh, most uh, everything else is me alone. But um, I loved all the songwriters I work with. And, and I write words and music. And when I write the words, I write the music at the same time. Hmm. The music just comes out with the words. So you did write "Steal in a Way," uh, and that was well, specifically that. right. Yeah. But that was written for Al Jarreau. I said to to Dan, I said, "This we need to send this to Al Jarreau." That, that in my head, in my mind, he was my, my favorite contemporary jazz singer growing up. I let, I had all his records. I recorded his songs, Spain. I just loved his musicality and. And I love that type of jazz. I love the contemporary jazz um, that he created, but we just never succeeded in getting it to him. So it's uh, it was nice to finally put it out myself. What's interesting is it sounds like him. Uh, yeah, it sounds like his style. It is, yeah. There's not a place we need to be Stealing away Taking some time for you and me The road is ours Underneath the stars Stealing away Well, 
Well, it's, it's a certain kind of cool, funky jazz. And speaking of sounding like their style, the duet that you do with Kurt Elling on this, Love and Let Love, even from the first note, it sounds exactly like, oh, there's got to be a Kurt Elling somewhere in this uh, tune. And, yeah. <laughs> and there he is. Uh, so, right, but, right, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and getting to, it was funny, we weren't in the same room recording it, but I was at his session uh, audio-wise, and I was talking to him, could you do this again, and could you do that again? And then uh, he sang to my, my recording, and then I redid my vocal to be with his recording. But our musical instincts are, it's so much fun to be creative with him. He's just such a brilliant man, and um, I have the greatest love for him and his family. And so I was really happy he could be a part of this project. No one tells the sun not to shine Or tells a rose it's not supposed to grow no one tells the rain to keep from falling Or the endless river not to flow No one tells an eagle not to soar Or tells a baby she's not allowed to cry No one tells a wave not to reach for the shore a rainbow not to bend across the sky Live and let live Love and let love That single that we put out before the album came out was, has done really well. People have enjoyed the message and they've enjoyed the music and that makes me very happy. That particular track also has another meaning. Tell us about that. Well, it's it's really uh, Michelle Browerman and I wanted to. She had come over to uh, where I was staying in Los Angeles, uh, and she had listened to the news on the radio on her way over. And I believe it was uh, Ambassador Susan Powell who said on the news she wanted to help there be an international law to to protect LGBTQ plus uh, rights. And I said, well, of, of course there should be this. You know, why isn't this already the case? And so we decided to write a song to sort of open minds about, you know, what's natural. This isn't, you would never stop the rain, say, you're not allowed to fall, rain. You're not allowed to cry, little baby. You're not allowed to, to grow, Rose. And just sort of celebrating the beauty of our uniqueness and, and honoring how we're all made. And it's just as simple as that. It's just, that's all we were trying to say in the song. And, uh, I hope that it becomes well known because I think I just did a benefit for Rainbow Railroad in Chicago a few days ago and 67 countries in the world criminalize uh, LGBTQ plus people and sometimes punish them by death. Mm -hmm. In this lifetime and it's it's just inexcusable it's just so savage and so a lot of things that i write about are are how i feel about the world but you know the fact of the matter is the new york times two weeks ago had an article about how uh same-sex behavior is in 
the entire animal and plant kingdom. It's it's just a part of nature, mm-hmm. and that in itself is an, is is for you know proof enough that this is how people are made. We don't try to be gay, and if you just like let that be, it doesn't hurt anybody, does it? It's I think people are so interested in being busy hating, right? Instead of really enjoying life and loving, and loving is a much better way to spend your time. One of the songs on here uh, I, I I love uh, very strongly is uh, You Can't Rush Spring. Oh, yeah, thank you. That's one of my favorite songs. And I, I like it because, uh, first of all, I absolutely adore Tierney Sutton. Yes, I do too. This song is, I, I think, as you pointed out, that it had this cinematic feel to it. Yeah, Trey Henry's arrangement with uh, Paul via piano it, it it sounds it's, it almost sounds like the movie I just saw in Las Vegas at the Sphere called A Postcard from Earth and it just it, you the, the, the sound of the drums and the sound of you can feel that the person really needs there to be spring you know there's a darkness in the backdrop but there's also the sound of there's a musical sound of almost like as if the the water has just the ice has just melted and the water is starting to bubble and flow and spring is slowly a you know being born as 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 the music unfolds in his arrangement <laughs> Performing, we've I've done several shows with Tierney and her band, and I love that Trey gave us a chance to do that vocalese at the top with a ooze and a. Mm-hmm. Um, it just creates a very mystical, magical world of longing, and uh, I'm, I recorded it, and many people have recorded this song. It's one of my most well done, well received songs in terms of singing, other singers wanting to do it, and um, I'm just particularly happy with how. The song came up. Tierney, uh, Tierney has such magical musicianship, and and I love how our voices blend. Oh, they do. They blend magically. I mean, it, it's it's there's no question about it, and it, it's I think a, a great collaboration on the album. Not that anything else is not. 
Speaking of on the record, of course, there's the title track, Finding Beauty. Tell me about that song. What does it mean to you, Finding Beauty? Well, the reason I call the album Finding Beauty is that I like a a title that means many things. Um, When I, uh, a lot of my life, I, you know, had relationships that that I, were, were beautiful in certain ways, but they, they didn't last, they were missing pieces. And um, and then on December seventh in two thousand and six, I met Kari Strand at a at a party for a theater that she was on the board of, and that I was being produced by on the next day in concert. And I've just felt the moment I saw her, this is my person. It was love at first sight, and it was just. But then it didn't seem like it would work because we were both in relationships, and how would it ever happen? And then the next day, I just you know, sang the whole show to her and just got it out of my system and thought, all right, well, there goes that. And, but then when we finally got together, and it was not an easy thing, but we finally got together, she suggested that I write a song about what happened. And so I wrote a song about how our life, how she changed my life. And one of the things I love about Kari, she's a great photographer. She notices things that nobody else notices. And we both have a passion for for that, for noticing beauty. We love taking photographs together. So finding beauty, she is beautiful inside and out. Finding beauty in the world. And then finding beauty uh, as a a concept for the album in the sense that no matter how difficult life is, no matter how challenging it is. When the road gets rough And life breaks your heart Even rainbows lose their hue But hanging long enough You might be surprised By a different point My role model as a child was the great Anne Frank, and there she was with her life, you know, moments from ending, praising the beauty of sunshine, praising the beauty of a butterfly, listening to her father's laugh and saying, how beautiful, how lucky am I to have my father's laugh? And I just thought, I need to learn how to live that way when I was a little girl, because I was very sensitive and easily disturbed by what was going on in the world. And so during the pandemic, I thought, well, I want this to be the theme because looking for the silver linings in life is how we can keep going. And so that's my multi-layered meaning of finding beauty in the song. And it tells a story and it's a joyous story Mm -hmm. and it continues to be. That was my perception of it, that you find beauty in all things. 
Uh, and it was going to lead me to the question to you, are you forever the optimist? I will refine that. And I would say, uh, I have in my, <laughs> my, auto, my biography on one of my social media platforms, singer, songwriter, optimist. But um, as Kari likes to remind me, I'm the worried optimist. I have a healthy dose of being very aware of what could happen, being very, have my peripheral vision to possibilities while I'm seeing the possibilities of things being better. I, I always look to find the good side and I look to find the good in everyone I meet, even the most challenging people. And I find it and, and because I see it in them, they bring it back to me. But I, I'm not just a Pollyanna, believe me. <laughs> I, I was singing on a 16-day cruise in uh, the French Polynesia last week, and it was uh, really hard to be totally joyful when you know the, the news of the war and news of family disturbances that were very concerning. So I kept saying, just you know, find the, find, just breathe in and find. Find where there's beauty here and find where there's hope here and, and rest in that and be in the moment. And that's how I try to stay sane. Well, you've chosen a good way to do so, and it's great. And the song is wonderful. And I, I congratulate you on your relationship with Kari. We got married at Birdland, and uh, it was like the greatest concert ever. We had all our favorite musicians and singers and instrumentalists there, Fran Drescher was there, Barbara Felden was there to speak, and it was it was just a big blessing of love. And um, and Marilyn May, one of our all-time favorite singers, mm -hmm. uh, she was our officiant, and you know, the Pizzarelli and John Pizzarelli and Jessica Molaski and Janice Siegel, Bill Charlap, everybody was there, and it was just an incredibly beautiful time. Well, the music is fantastic. The album is called Finding Beauty. And of course, it's volume one. So Original we have volume one, yeah. That's right. We get to look forward to uh, some of the future ahead of us. That's right. Yeah. I appreciate your taking the time to talk with us today uh, and being our guest on All That's Jazz. And uh, let me ask you. What a wonderful interview. I really enjoyed talking with you. Well, and thank you so much again. How would our listeners uh, get to learn more about you? Best thing to do is to uh, to join on my website, annhamptoncalloway.com. You can see my tour information. You can see what's new. And you can get in touch with, you can go to my uh, YouTube video page and you can see tons of stuff on there, all kinds of, and it's always new, new projects I'm putting on there. Uh, I'm on social media all over the place, Instagram, Facebook, X, and uh, I don't do TikTok yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the friendly diva, and if someone has, you know, some way of wanting to reach me, it says so on my website how to get in touch with me. There you go. And in the meantime, be safe, stay happy, stay optimistic, and uh, we'll talk again. All right. The very same to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with singer-songwriter Anne Hampton-Calloway. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, 
Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.